Hello, and welcome to the podcast program In Community and Company, presenting inspiring conversations about how communities galvanize. I'm your host, Asa Anna. The podcast is produced by the Community Engagement Program at Point Park University and, re- and recorded at the Center for Media Innovation at the university. Galvanize means shock or excite. How does a community spark into action? Today, we want to explore how printmaking can activate a community. And the perfect person to discuss this topic is Joe Lupo, professor of art at West Virginia University. He is a board member of Artists Image Resource and juried an upcoming exhibition, Printwork, the premier exhibit of AIR, which will be celebrating its 25th anniversary. Joe, welcome. Oh, thanks, Asa. I'm happy to be here. Well, let's begin. You know, printmaker Ruth Ann Godley said, the power of the press belongs to those who can operate one. Printmaking is one of the most tactile processes of art making. Process is key. Uh, what's special about printmaking is that it almost always calls for more than one person to be involved in the process. And times of turmoil and crisis have produced strong artistic movements throughout history, like the one we are in now. And more often than not, printmaking plays an important role in both political propaganda and different forms of protest and activism. The generative capacity of printmaking makes it a great tool for artists to express and distribute their political views. This is why printmaking is still widely used in anti-war movements across the globe, Black Lives Matter movement, the largest social justice movement in history, the feminist civil rights movement, environmental activism. So Joe, um, whether relief, oh geez, intaglio, screen printing, surface printing, what is it about printmaking that makes it so fitting to activism? Well, I, I mean, I think, I, I, you know, starting from its, its inception in the West, right, printmaking was always designed to, um, to disseminate information and imagery, right? So, you know, all the way back in its roots uh, in Europe, you know, when, when the West started really picking up on, on the way that imagery and information could be disseminated using relief printmaking, um, and then intaglio printmaking, uh, I think that, that that beginning really kind of set the stage in the, in the, in the Western world um, for printmaking being thought of as, uh, I mean, not explicitly at the time as a political movement, but as it evolved um, and as, you know, letterpress was invented in the, or, or adopted in the West, um, you know, then people really started to see the potential for uh, for the dissemination of then political, you know, ideology and political information. Um, you know, the, 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 the evolution of certain technologies and the evolution of printmaking are really tied to each other. Um, again, you know, thinking about, you know, the, the print technology in Europe, print technology in America. Um, so while that relationship wasn't, isn't a straight line per se, there are times in printmaking where, you know, that kind of democratic nature of the dissemination of information is not as strong uh, during sometimes as in other times. Um, it just seems to pop up every once in a while. And I, and I think when, when people need to be able to, you know, advance information, advance um, uh, movement, um, I think that they see the ability for... Uh, printmaking to become an opportunity for that. And then printmakers get activated by that as well, right? Printmakers see what they do uh, 
being given new purpose, you know, again, to be able to disseminate political information. Um, so I, I think that, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's kind of ingrained in the, the history of, of printmaking in the Western world. Um, and, and yeah, it, it kind of comes back every once in a while. And, and I think printmakers are really, really engaged and, and interested in, in, in opportunities to find ways of engaging printmaking uh, in, in that past, right, that's rooted in that past. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like, uh, you know, in, in a world where we live in digital art and NFTs, there's something very physical about printmaking, you know, not only in the production of the work, but the collection and communal, accumulation of the work itself. And the thing about NFTs is the authentication of originals uh, through a digital signature. And I'm just thinking about like um, Warhol's silver, silver car crash that sold for like over $100 million or something ridiculous. Um, and printmaking, it's not just about creating one original work of art, is it, Joe? I mean, it's about creating multiples. And I think that... Right. Oh, go ahead. Well, I think that do, that, that dovetails nicely into your description of this idea of how it can be used for activism in terms of getting information out. Right, exactly, right. It's, it's you know, because printmaking, you're doing all of this work uh, in order to create multiples, right? You're not going to do a bunch of work to create one print. You're, you, you put in a bunch of, of time and effort, and the technology is, is created to create multiples, right? That gives you that ability to disseminate imagery and disseminate information. Um, and so, yeah, so that's a way that it, it, it automatically is tied to, uh, to that, that ability. You know, the other thing, too, is that because of the sort of tactile nature of the process and because of, of again, its history, you know, in the West, but even in the East, like rooted in the, 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 the community shop, right, there's a history um, all over the world of printmaking being rooted in the fact that it's happening in these shops. There are master printers. Uh, there might be, you know, master carvers, you know, there might be just people that are there just to handle the paper. Um, and so it is automatically a collaborative event. And, and again, I think that that, that collaborative um, uh, part of, of, you know, printmaking's history, um, it just leads to this idea of, of sharing information and sharing ideas, right, and trying to think about ways of working that are beyond your, you know, ways of working and, and seeing a piece of artwork through somebody else's lens and through somebody else's expertise, you know, all of that is baked into, you know, what happens with print. And I think that that's another reason why, you know, printmaking continues to have this strong relationship with, with political movements and, and, and the dissemination of information. Well, yeah. And, and I, and I think that, that, works quite well with your role as a board member of Artist Image Resource, an Artist Image Resource, an artist-run nonprofit print and imaging lab that supports the creation of new work with artists, educators, and activists. It's, it's located in the north side in Pittsburgh. I mean, I think that's the characteristics of AIR is in terms of what can it do to provoke and sustain collaboration with artists. Um, 
you are a, a, a juror of the exhibition print work at AIR, uh, which will open December 10th. Um, maybe uh, why don't you talk a little bit about your creative direction for the print work exhibition and how that relates to the characteristics of printmaking as you described it in terms of collaboration and its relationship to air. Yeah, so, you know, there was a lot of, I, I can't remember exactly when we started the print work show uh, anymore. I mean, I, I feel like it's been around for at least six or seven years now, uh, maybe even longer. Um, but one of the things that, that's great about, about print is that it is, um, it's also easily um, uh, movable, right? It isn't like a gigantic, you know, painting. It's not a gigantic sculpture. It's work on paper, right? It's framed. And so shipping becomes something that becomes a relatively easy thing to do with print. And so the, 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 the juried exhibition, you know, these large group print exhibitions are really a mainstay in, in the print world all over the country and all over the world. And so to think about air being a part of, you know, that tradition of, of the, the juried exhibition and the large group exhibition, I think was something that was really exciting for us to start to do. Um, so there was a couple, you know, different things that we were thinking about with this, right? One was really thinking about getting air in the larger, you know, national conversation. It is a national juried exhibition. So thinking about getting air in the larger national con printmaking conversation, right? Making sure that people were aware of, you know, who air was, what air was doing, um, and really, you know, being proud of what we're doing and, and wanting to share that uh, information with, with a larger amount of of artists and not just artists in the, the Pittsburgh region or the Pennsylvania or, you know, in Appalachia, North Appalachia region. Um, so that was one thing, you know, building that community of artists uh, that are aware of air. Um, the, the other thing that we were thinking about from air's perspective was on the flip side, like air understanding who else was out there, right? Air over the years has built, uh, a good relationship with a bunch of artists, again, from all over the world. Um, but we wanted to make sure that, you know, Air was keeping on top of what was happening in contemporary printmaking all over the country and, and seeking new opportunities to work with new artists, um, potentially younger artists, right, emerging artists, giving them an opportunity to do something ambitious uh, with Air. Um, so using you know, print work as a lens to see what was happening in contemporary print work uh, and, and to potentially find new opportunities to, to work with artists. Um, and so, so that's, you know, the two kinds of things that were really grounded in the beginning of, of, of this process. Um, for, these, you know, for this show specifically, um, you know, Rachel Lyric and I co-juried, you know, the exhibition and... Um, and I, I think we really went into this trying to make sure that we were celebrating the diversity of, of, of printmaking, right? The diversity of the artist's voice, the diversity of the imagery and content that is being created, uh, the diversity of where these artists are coming from, um, and the, yeah, the diversity of, of the methods being used. Um, and so, yeah, we really wanted to make sure that the 
the, the print work show this year um, really showcased a, a range of, of artists and artworks um, and strategies and content and imagery um, to really, again, like showcase what all printmaking is encompassing uh, right now, you know. Um, printmaking really does have a, a big tent. I think that's the other thing that's been a really good change and shift for printmaking over the years is, you know, printmaking has a history of being tied to illustration, being tied to, to figurative work, being tied to narrative. You know, in the last, I don't know, 50, 60 years, um, printmaking's really embraced non-representational, right, abstract, conceptual work. Um, and I think artists working in that way have really found opportunities uh, for printmaking to exploit, you know, more conceptual, more non-representational work. So in the show this year, we've got, you know, a good range of, of you know, artists that are, um, you know, expert, experts in their, their process, right? They're being really, um, really amazing in, in using a, a large range of, of processes, um, and, you know, drawing ability and creating imagery, um, all of that is happening. But then also there's artists who are, you know, creating work that are non-representational um, and, you know, creating work that's more abstract. Um, and so that's something that we wanted to make sure was happening uh, in, the, in the show as well. Now, Rachel, Rachel Rierich is an artist and a creative director and a director of the uh, executive director of the Society for Contemporary Craft, uh, as well as a board member. So I'm wondering what was it like to co-jur this particular particular exhibit? Sometimes it's an individual person, but you're co you know, you're co curating this this exhibition. What was that process like? Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. You know, I've co-jured, um, I think, one or two other shows in the past uh, at other organizations. You know, Rachel's got a, uh, a background in print, so she's really familiar with, with printmaking and what's happening um, um, with printmaking, especially, you know, in, in the region. Um, and so it was really nice to be able to have a conversation with somebody uh, looking at work and then... You know, looking at something and, and in your mind you're, you're wondering if it's good, you're wondering, you know, why you think something's really engaging and really interesting. And then to have that, uh, to have that, that, that belief, to have that thought uh, supported by somebody else, it really made the jurying process <laughs> a lot easier, that's for sure. Uh, I juried um, the Printwork show by myself a couple years ago, and, and while... In a way, it's easier because, you know, you get to just look at everything and then pick everything and, and then you're done. Um, you know, it all comes together and, and you're not sure then once all the work is up, you know, does this look right? Did I make the right decisions? Uh, having somebody else to bounce these ideas off of, having somebody else um, to, you know, take a look at, at the, the applications with, um, and like I said, like, you know, question ideas or validate ideas. It, it really was enjoyable, and it was it really made the jurying process a lot easier. Actually, rather than I think what could be assumed is that you know having another person in the in the conversation would probably complicate things. Um, but yeah, it just made everything a lot easier for sure. 
Well, it's, uh, again, the opening is at December 10th at Artist Image Resource, which is at 5, uh, 518 Fordland Street in the north side. I'm, I'm wondering what, what's the special quality about air representing this show? So, I mean, air has got a lot of special qualities. You know, uh, it's such a it's such a unique place, um, and and part of it is is you know Bob Beckman, the the founder, right? One of the founders and the, the director of Artist Image Resource, um, and I think that you know in, in with this conversation and and, and the topic of, you know that we're you know discussing right now, this idea of being about uh, about community and about collaboration. Um, you know, Bob's always put a uh, an emphasis on community engagement, on collaborating, like truly collaborating with people, not just dictating, you know, collaborating with people, doing things together, but making sure they're done in, in only one specific kind of way. Um, you know, Bob's always wanted to emphasize the, the community outreach aspect of AIR, um, and so, you know, I, I think that the, 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 the sort of broad range of work, right, and the openness to a lot of different methods of working, I think that that, you know, again, is this, this way of tying into the really special kind of way that, that AIR exists, right, and the, the mentality that AIR has about being a, a community print shop, of being a professional print shop, being an open print shop. Uh, an engaging print shop, an inviting print shop. Um, you know, I, I hope that this exhibition, um, and I hope that all of the print works exhibitions from the past and, and moving into the future, um, really showcase you know that vision uh, of air being embedded in the community on the north side, uh, being embedded in, in Pittsburgh, um, and hopefully you know in the region, people thinking about air as a, a place to go to see engaging work and interesting projects um, uh, and, you know, to potentially make engaging work, you know, and, and, and ambitious projects with Bob. We started the conversation, Joe, about um, galvanizing community. We talked about this exhibition and the diversity of work uh, and the, the, how it relates to artist image resource the, and Artist image resource an important place in community. We talked about activism. I'm wondering if we can circle back to the premise of the podcast itself: is how can printmaking itself galvanize a community? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think printmaking galvanizes ideas about uh, about community and about collaboration um, and about outreach in a, a lot of different ways. You know. I think that, not to repeat myself too much, but again, this idea that you need, that it, it, it's based in this collaborative effort to begin with, right? Um, printmaking and printmakers, like we understand that a very few amount of people have this sort of specialized knowledge. And we also love this specialized knowledge and we love sharing the specialized knowledge. And so I know from my own perspective, and I know there's a lot of, printmakers out there that think about this as well, is that I don't just think about myself as an artist and a printmaker who makes my own work or helps other people make their work. 
We're also really interested in trying to get out into the community to show other people what printmaking can do, to explain what printmaking is. That also kind of shows an opportunity for, for collaborative work to be made. So, you know, from my own um, experience, you know, I, I try to go out into the public school system uh, here in Morgantown, West Virginia, as much as possible um, to do, you know, large workshops, large projects with elementary, you know, aged kids. Um, I'm, I'm in talks to doing something with, with high school age students, um, hopefully, you know, next semester. Um, but doing things in which printmaking becomes the center so that students are, 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 you know, engaging with something they've never done before. They're learning a new skill set. They're being challenged, you know, by this process. But again, we're all in the shop doing it together, which I think is different than, like, giving everybody uh, canvas or giving everybody a piece of paper and saying, everybody draw something, you know, by themselves at your desk, and then we'll all take a look. I think that's different when there's one press in the middle of the room, and then everybody brings their block and watches everybody else ink up their block and watches everybody else print theirs, and, and nobody knows what it's going to look like until it's, it's been printed. Like, all of that experience, that, that shared collaborative experience, I think is what it's part of what makes printmaking really exciting and really interesting. And I, and I think like it's those kinds of, of engagement that help printmaking become a, a process um, that can help galvanize a community. Right. And then, you know, thinking about something that, that, that happened, you know, during the pandemic, that's kind of more of the moment is a lot of print shops opening their doors for, you know, free printing, free materials for printing posters, right, for protest, right? Again, like seeing this moment and saying, what do I have to help, right, in this moment? Um, and, and printmakers stepping up to create opportunities for people to, to do something, to be able to voice uh, their concerns, to be able to voice their protests, um, and, and allowing their shop to become a, a central hub, uh, for that to happen. So it, it, it's just, I, I think it's just a natural place for people to come together to, to galvanize the community around different kinds of uh, outputs. Um, but yeah, it just, it, it's so intuitive for printmaking. I think sometimes we even have trouble kind of explaining it because it's, it's something that, that I don't even think we learn. I think we just see it always happening and then we just assume that this is just the way it is, <laughs> right? So then you just perpetuate that relationship with the community, right? Whether it's your really small local community, whether it's your town or city or your county or your state, or, you know, your printmaking community. When we go to conferences like the Mid-America Print Conference or SGC International, um, it's just, it just always seems like it's just a, it's the obvious interaction that we're having about, you know, meeting up with each other and talking about the ways that we're engaging and collaborating with, with people beyond just the printmakers that we know. Oh, so, so eloquently stated, uh, Joe, I think, you know, printmaking is community, right? I, it, it's the art form that brings people together, 
you know, as you as you as you as you stated so eloquently, it's it it that it that's how it sparks community. So so well stated, Professor Lupo. Um, thank you, thank you, Joe, so much for this wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for your insights of. Oh yeah, about no, that's not a problem at all. I, I appreciate being asked for this. It's, it's, it's really nice. It's just it's you, you know something else that happens. Is the older that you get as an artist, not that I'm that old or anything, but. Uh, you just appreciate it when you have an opportunity to talk about art, to talk about printmaking, and just to share ideas. Um, so I, I just really appreciate being given the opportunity to talk. You can find out more about Joe's work at josephlupo.com. Uh, Rachel, who co-juried this exhibition, you can find more uh, about her work at rachelsaul.com. Um, and uh, print work opens December 10th at AIR at 518 Foreland Street in the north side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA. Um, the reception starts at 6 p.m. You can learn more about Artist Image Resource. Visit artistimageresource.org. And uh, thank you for listening to In Community and Company. You can find out find more conversations like this at transistor.fm and Budsprout. Thank you to Heather Starr-Fiedler, Director of the Community Engagement Program at Point Park University, and Dr. Andrew Conti, Director of the Center for Media Innovation. And thanks so much for uh, helping Dwayne Gaines. He's, this, uh, he's the studio technician that helped, helped for this uh, morning. And thank you for listening. <laughs>